You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al-Sayed. And on this weekly talk show, we invite experts to take us through their journeys as professionals in their fields. If you have any questions for our panelists, you can always leave them in the comment section and we'll get to them during the show. Um, on today's show, we welcome Sayeda Akbar. Uh, first, we wanted to give you a quick intro to our Inspire app. Uh, it's a question and answer platform for career advice in our Shia community. Um, you can visit the app uh, through the Emoja app. You can vis visit the Inspire platform um, on, on Android and iOS. And you can ask any questions and our uh, professionals will actually give you advice. And the Emoja Games Special Edition will be from July 31st to August 1st, 2021 in Richmond, Virginia. And our speaker for today is Sayeda Akbar. She's a personal trainer. Um, she's very passionate about active, healthy lifestyles and fitness. She enjoys playing soccer, flag football, and cross country. She's been a professional trainer, sorry, personal trainer for almost three years. Um, and she promotes personal growth, mental and physical health, advocates for importance of taking care of our mind, body, and soul. Um, and Saida is actually, you know, she, she there's so much that she's gonna share. And, and at the age of 18, she actually decided to complete a certified personal training program that has been, and she's been a personal trainer for almost three years. So uh, we welcome her onto the show. Assalamu alaikum Saida, how are you? Welcome, so I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing very well. At such a mm -hmm. young age, you've done, you know, you've really built your career in such a way um, that is, you know, a lot of people who are within your field struggle to um, make this career really give them that income or, you know, uh, really touch base with people, get clients on a daily basis. So you really sort of found a hack into that. So I think we're going to get a lot of information from that. Um, first, can you start off by telling us uh, your educational background and then we'll go from there? Sure. So um, I started off at um, a private school for elementary. Um, it was in Markham. It was really tiny and um, I enjoyed it because it taught me just like closeness and loyalty and things like that. Then I moved on into high school and it was a whole other ball game just because I came from such a tiny little pub, um, private school. So going into public high school, um, it really like helped me get out of my shell, helped me try new things. And from there I got to experiment with different kinds of sports. Um, growing up, I did play soccer, but uh, I got involved in a lot of sports, a lot of different teams in um, high school and that, um, I actually just graduated. My convocation's on Tuesday. Um, but in university, I still got to play soccer and flag football and other intramural sports. And um, I studied health and society. I just finished my BA with that. And um, now within all of that, I did the personal training certificate on the side as I was completing my first year of university. Mm -hmm. Um, so how does uh, what you've studied work into, you know, your personal training uh, career? Yeah. So health and society was kind of um, a more social version of kinesiology, if I can explain it in like that. Mm -hmm. Kinesiology was more of the anatomy of the body, whereas health and society talks more about like health and society, like health problems and societal problems when it comes to mental health, physical health. And um, from there, that's sort of what aligned with my personal training career and mm -hmm. um, it helped me sort of see the more physical side of it 
uh, in terms of the personal training. And then from there, I decided to actually go ahead and study for my um, personal training license, which I got through um, Campit Pro, which is the Canadian Professional Institute. That's amazing. Does someone need mm-hmm. to have um, an undergrad or a bachelor's degree or any of that in order to? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, which which is why it was so amazing because there was no you you didn't need any type of background. You mm-hmm. honestly, all you needed was just a passion for fitness and a passion for helping people reach their full potential when it came to fitness. So um, all you had to do was enroll in the class and then you had to go to the classes and you had to write two exams in order okay. to pass your um, training to become a certified personal trainer. And how long is that um, period of time? Yeah. So the actual personal training course was only three days. Um, mm-hmm. If I can remember, it was about six to seven hours per day. So it was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of situation. Um, the first I'd say 50% of the class was just uh, more um, textbook work, you know, learning theories and all those kinds of things. And then the other half was actually going into a gym and doing more hands-on work. So actually role-playing and doing some um, drills and assessments when it comes to the actual training part. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you need to take two exams. Um, You need first, you need to take your written exam, which um, was, I remember it was like a hundred multiple choice questions. Um, a bunch of short answers and then an actual um, case study and then from there you have to pass with an 80 percent in order to do your practical exam which again you need an 84 and then your practical exam it was more again hands-on you have to bring I actually brought in my brother with me he was my uh, sort of um, guinea pig in that my Mm -hmm. practical and I sort of had to go through movements correct his form give him cues and sort of motivate him to uh, show the personal trainer that was assessing me that I was I was able to be a personal trainer and then from there uh, then you receive your full license so it's sort of like a simulation basically exactly exactly that's really cool um how did you gain experience uh in order to fulfill you know uh for yourself to know that you're interested in this and to always fulfill that side of you while you were studying yeah um growing up I actually used to work out with my mom a lot she um she was the one who used to take me downstairs and we would work out together. And then from there, I started doing it on my own. And actually, like my cousins, my older girl cousins would come and they would want to come over and work out with me, too. And it would be it'd be really empowering knowing that my age didn't matter mm-hmm. in order for me to be a good personal trainer. So uh, that's what got me really comfortable and, um, you know, thought provoking into knowing that I could be a good personal trainer. That's awesome. Um, so going out of that, uh, you worked at two gyms, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout uh, your university years? Yeah. So I started off at Good Life, mm-hmm. um, which is worldwide known, mostly in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, Good Life Fitness. And it was really awesome because I got to work at a female, like an all women's Good Life Fitness mm-hmm. gym. So that was extra special because I got to be surrounded by just women and I got to be a personal trainer for women there. Um, Actually, I wasn't a personal trainer. That's a lie. I was just a team (laughs) trainer because I actually wasn't old enough. Um, I think I was, yeah, I was just 18 when I got the job. So I didn't have enough experience under my belt, but um, they uh, accepted me to be a team trainer. So I got to do tiny, tiny boot camps with a few women, including my mom. My mom signed up for my boot camp classes, which was really (laughs) special. And then from there, I got to move on to a different fitness studio called F45, 
Mm -hmm. The F stands for functional. And then the 45 is a 45 minute workout. So that's all it was is we had about 30 people come into the studio and it's a tiny studio enough for only 30 people. They do the workout for 45 minutes and then they go. So it was a really different atmosphere and it was high intensity training. So the energy was up and it was really interesting to work in two different studios all for um, fitness, which gave me a lot of experience and it helped me sort of understand the kind of trainer I personally wanted to be through taking different things from good life and F45. Um, Part of your inspiration uh, of like pushing you towards going into personal training and fitness was your dad. Can you tell us a little more about him and how he has influenced you? Yeah, so um, obviously, we are a big soccer family, you know, we, (laughs) we love coming to the games. And um, I don't know if a lot of people actually know this story, but um, from 2012, when Emoja started in New York, we were there, but we were only there to watch. And you oh, could see awesome. how that riled me up. Um, <laughs> like I was on Baba's case. I said, listen, like, we need a women's tournament. Like, if you're going to travel to New York and Orlando and Chicago, like, there needs to be we a women's tournament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, from there, you know, I feel like I got him on his toes to sort of push for more women's things. And in turn, he sort of pushed me more to, to go into this field of fitness and, mm-hmm. and um, physical and mental well-being. And, and um, from there, that's where I got my licenses. Um, yeah. From my dad, he really pushed me in doing that. And I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> um, how do you enter this industry as a Muslim woman in hijab? Uh, you know, this industry is all about, looks and all about you know um the way that a per- it's really really some just about the way that a person looks right mm-hmm. um so for you as someone who covers who isn't actually showing off that part of um themselves but is um advocating for a healthy lifestyle and pushing towards you know um fitness how do you sort of balance that yeah so um i feel like a lot of it comes from not even just your like physical strength, but I guess especially as like a Muslim woman who you know practices hijab and modesty, like that inner strength is what actually drives me personally, and I think that's what has helped me sort of like block out you know all of the eyes you might be seeing when you walk into a gym, and honestly, like those eyes go from oh like what is she you know she's wearing full clothes she's in a full scarf and and when I actually do start working out it's like oh my god like look at her go like she's doing amazing so it 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 honestly comes from inside that strength and it transcends into this this physical outer strength that I you know that I can um have and from there uh it sort of just blossoms and and then you sort of forget about what other people are thinking. You sort of forget what you're thinking about because all you're focusing on is is working out and is just feeling mentally and physically, emotionally just mm-hmm. healthy. What advice do you have for younger girls who are trying to build that healthy lifestyle but are sort of intimidated by the gym? Yeah, um, I would say... This girls and guys alike, of course. Yeah, you exactly. know. <laughs> it, it wasn't something I did. Um, but it would it would be a piece of advice I would give would to be um, have a gym buddy, find mm-hmm. someone to go to the gym with, you know, enjoy. Sorry, uh, have someone to go to the gym with. Um, That's how people know the show is live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely a gym buddy. And um, from there, I would say 
just start small, you know, start with what, what you know, start with what you like. And then from there, that passion will slowly grow. And then uh, it will no longer be, oh, like, I just need to come to the gym, quietly go on the treadmill and call it a day. From there, you, if you have your gym buddy, you're amazing because now you're set, you know, you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with being in the gym because you have someone. But if not, you know, you just put your headphones in, you you can stay in your little corner, but you can bring dumbbells with you there. You can bring bands there. And then from there, you sort of start to get comfortable. And then and then the gym becomes your best friend. You want to touch everything. You want to try all the new equipment because, again, that inner strength is just so strong. that um, And that passion for fitness mm-hmm. is there. It'll grow. And uh, any girl will be capable of doing doing anything. For you, since uh, you kind of started actually training and stuff when the pandemic hit, right? So how was that uh, sort of transition for you? Because it took you out of the norm and you had to create your own kind of system. Yeah, so uh, I knew nothing about advertising or marketing. Uh, I kind of had to learn that on the spot Um, through Instagram. Instagram has definitely helped me sort of grow my business. Uh, It was just, you know, posting different things, posting just other content that I was seeing on Instagram, you can just like repost that on your story. And then from there, I thought, why not start making my own Instagram content? Like, I know it sounds like a wild dream to be posting my own reels and things like that. But from there, I got a lot of DMs and things like that. So I knew people were watching. And then from there, I sort of felt a lot is that comfortable feeling that you get. And then from there, that just pushes you and drives you because you know that you have supporters and you have people that are enjoying what you watch so from that I started to really enjoy and then um, start to make my own sort of workout videos and then that's where I started getting clients um, through the community through just friends that I live with in Aurora I've grown up with them you know sort of people sharing my name sharing my content and then from there the business just grows and then I keep on growing as the business grows as I continue to learn um, so you actually started life coaching or you're starting a life coaching program in July. Um, can you tell us about what life coaching is and how that goes hand in hand with what you're doing? Sure. So I start the life coaching in um, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a part-time online program. So it sort of um, allows me to continue that training aspect of things. But the life coaching is sort of... Um, uh, a way to use different tools. I'm going to learn different tools, different practices, different metaphors, languages, analogies. Um, through that, uh, I will be able to help clients, you know, achieve and take control um, of their life, their decisions, their responsibilities. And, mm-hmm. and from there, it sort of motivates them to, um, to develop a healthy lifestyle and the lifestyle that they want. And then in turn, I kind of want to add in the fitness and um, make it a whole health and wellness package for people to sort of use so I can provide um, a way to, for people to reach, you know, their ultimate health. Yeah. Um, and speaking of reaching their ultimate health, uh, you really try are, are inspired by cooking. So um, <laughs> are you going to start implementing that into your programs later on? Can we expect I that from you? So. <laughs> I think so. And I've really been thinking about it recently. Uh, instead of I mean, this counts as cooking. It's sort of like an in-between of cooking and baking, but Mm -hmm. I'm a really snacky person. I love snacks. So I think I want to take a turn 
on just the cooking videos or just the baking videos and sort of like mesh them both and come up with like really yummy like snacks and things like that I feel like that would be really interesting and again like um one thing I didn't mention is just like that authenticness that people like that people appreciate is just being yourself so if being myself is showing people that I love to just dip my apples in peanut butter and then dab granola on top um, then that's what I'll do and then from there I'll just keep on enjoying it um, and we're going to pull up your uh, Instagram handle. Um, so do you want to tell us that really quick? It's at... Sure. It is at um, Seyda Akbar. So it's S-A-Y-E-V-A and then A-K-B-A-R. And we'll just pull that up for you right here. Um, and then and anyone who wants to check her out, you can go there. She's very active on yeah. her Instagram. I don't know how you keep it mm -hmm. up. <laughs> um, so... Have you ever really received any kind of backlash from people not wanting to work with you within um, this industry? Um, not personally, not, mm -hmm. I mean, personally, as in like, not through uh, my like home gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not through one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, definitely through working at Good Life and at 45, you know, I live in Aurora, so it's a predominantly um, white neighborhood. So uh, that was always a challenge, but it um, it never really affected me, I think. Uh, it would just be small things like um, them seeing that I was their trainer and then them like slowly walking out of the class. I've definitely <laughs> seen things like that a few times. And all it's done is just drive me um, to be more present with the clients that I do have and not worry about who doesn't want to work with me because my focus is on the people that do want to work with me. And I think uh, that's all that really matters is not everyone will love you, um, but the mm -hmm. people that do love you definitely get 100% attention. Um, and then you also mentioned wanting to be of service to your community um, during our pre-interview. Um, so how do you plan on doing that? And I think that's something that became harder during the pandemic. So yeah, <laughs> I think after sure. the pandemic, it'll be easier. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, now that things are slowly starting to open up and outdoor boot camps are allowed with whatever the number is, um, I want to be able to have uh, boot camps, you know, running around different places in GTA um, not specifically for Muslim women, but I would definitely like advertise mostly for them um, mm -hmm. to make it a safe space and a space for them to really come work out, whether it's, you know, a body weight one day and then another day I happen to bring weights and resistant bands. I want, I want women, I want young girls to feel empowered with working out and, and I want them to understand. I'm just like smiling, just thinking about it because working out just gives me the most exhilarating endorphin feeling mm -hmm. I can't explain it to you but um, I think the minute that aura happens where you know you have 10 girls doesn't matter if they're wearing hijab or not you know we're all in this together like and then I just want them to understand that empowering feeling when it when they pick up those weights and they work out and from hopefully from there they they still hold that strength within them to go to a gym and continue their journey. Mm -hmm. How do you work on your your mind, body, and soul through um, just fitness? And what was your your process of actually getting there? Yeah, uh, when it comes to the mind, body, and soul, I think um, within working out, I would consider that a huge act of self care. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a physical act of self care, but um, what you're thinking about while working out, what you're listening to while working out what you're saying, doesn't matter if it's to the wall, to yourself, what you're saying while you're working out is really, um, is really therapeutic. 
um, I know, I know a lot of people actually might be feeling this, but um, we all have our own therapy, mm-hmm. you know, there's regular therapy, but then there's also our own, our own personal therapy. And for me, the gym was a really big therapy for me. And it really helped me work on my mind, body and soul from there. And then, uh, you know, slowly you start to get closer to, to religion, to, to yourself, to your own, you know, your own feelings. And then uh, you can start to work on um, everything else that's bothering you through that therapy. And uh, the goal is for, for me to show people that the gym is a huge therapy, not for me, but for anyone who wants it to be. Do you have advice for someone who wants to go down this career path and how they can get started? Yeah, um, I would say to just do it, honestly, like, it it wasn't that hard, all you have to do is enroll in the course. And then from there, you, um, you make friends. And then from there, you start to learn a little bit about yourself. Um, But otherwise, honestly, I would like to say, please, anyone who is really interested, I would love to assist them. So you can DM me, please message me. um, And then I can obviously help um, you get started. But if not, take your mom to the gym, take your mom to the park, take your sister to the park, and start working out with them, show them different moves, create your own moves. I have a I used to have a move, not a move, a play in um, football when I used to play in high school. They act, my coach actually called it um, Super Seda. That was the name of the play because um, because I asked for it. I said, listen, like I want to do something fun. I want to be creative and authentic. And then he came up with a play named after me that obviously involved me as well. Um, but it was really nice. And then from there, you start getting comfortable with being creative and different. Atmospheres and aspects and exactly. stuff. That's amazing. Um, I love that Super Saida. <laughs> we should yes. all aspire to have a Super Saida. <laughs> I know. I still think about it. <laughs> um, so can you walk us through what your career, like what your day consists of? Um, I know yeah. that your your days are never the same, but mm-hmm. your weeks are the same, if that makes sense. Yes, so you want to exactly. go go ahead and explain exactly. that. Yeah. So um, I'll explain Monday because Monday is coming up. Um, the kind of training that I do is actually I offer it in three different ways. I offer um, in-person training. I offer online training. And then I also do in client home training. So that actually means me going to the client's house. So that's a Monday day for me is I go to a client's house at 7am in the morning, then I'll come back, I'll make breakfast at my own house, and then I'll go uh, and I do training in my parents home gym. And then I'm there from about 11 to nine o'clock, training people at different windows throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I'll try to find a block of time to work out if I'm not already exhausted myself. Um, and then from there, I, I always like to end off either um, on the yoga mat doing 10 minutes of abs or 10 minutes of yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of repeat that cycle um, every day, different timing. So based on the client's um, timing of working out. So that's what the days are like usually. <laughs> so what it sounds like is that you spend your whole entire day working out. Do you ever skip your own workouts because of how tired you are or if your know, day is going to be ex- like very <laughs> exhausting? All the time. But uh, I mean, I don't want to say all the time. What I actually do is if I don't have time to work out on my own, I'll, um, I'll just message a client before they come saying, I'm going to work out with you. So they know that the intensity is going to be even higher because I'm going to be working out yeah. with them. 
which which is actually really fun. I try to do that with different clients um, every so often. So um, it's different and it's fun. And then it's actually, it, it makes them motivated and it makes them drive even harder mm-hmm. and push harder, which is really fun to see as well. I was going to say, I imagine that would be a lot more exhilarating for them, you know. Exactly. Um, you in motion. They're like, I need to get exactly. to that. <laughs> exactly. So it's actually really fun. And it actually makes them a lot better as well. So it's like mm-hmm. even playing sports, when you're playing against a team that's better than you and uh, more advanced than you, it pushes the team that isn't to be better, to be on their level. And without knowing it, they are. So it, mm-hmm. it actually helps clients feel um feel like we're on the same line which I want which I want us to feel so by doing so they're pushing harder and realizing oh my god like I can I can do all of this so it's amazing yeah um is there anything that you were shocked by within this industry that you wish someone would have like told you beforehand um that you wish you knew before you got into it hmm that's a good question, actually. This is a question Honestly, that wasn't wasn't <laughs> in yeah. the pre-interviews. <laughs> um, I mean, I I don't think there's actually anything too negative besides the fact that it's um, extremely saturated. Mm-hmm. It's a really saturated field of work now um, because it's so easy to do. Um, so easy in terms of like you don't actually need a license in order to do it. So. With that being said, I think it really comes down to um, how you are with your clients, the energy, the the vibe and the authenticness that you bring to those clients that makes you different from other people. Um, and I think that uh, I wish it was something that I knew before because um, it would have given me a lot more time to, to think about how I can do this, how I can go about it rather than just jumping the gun, doing it and then learning from there. But all in all, it's definitely helped me. It's definitely made me a lot um, stronger and a lot more um, business market market savvy. So I think that's been good. And speaking of business market savvy, um, <laughs> so how did you uh, turn, turn your career into something that actually gives you a stable income or generates a profit? Um, honestly, um, like I mentioned before, uh, I think how much effort, how much you put in, that will be put out back to you. So Mm -hmm. I'm only putting in 50% of it and I'm wondering why, you know, I'm only having two, three clients a week. Um, Then I have have to rethink that. And that's what happened in the beginning is I didn't realize how much more work needed to be put in into getting my own clients. And from there, that's where that's where that um, creativity point comes in. Is you need to really be thinking outside of the box. How can I revenue in more clients? How mm-hmm. can I bring in more people into um, my story and what I'm trying to do with the the mind, body, and soul learning? And um, all that happens is um, you need to share more. Just share more of your story. Get a little personal. And that's something that I'm learning as I go. Is um, People like hearing the raw, the raw truth, the honesty. No one likes a fake mask and no one likes to just hear what needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really nice to actually be given the opportunity to talk on uh, Omoja Mentor and other different platforms and actually understanding that um, a lot more effort needs to go into it. And 
places like these talks like these really help drive me to continue you know pushing and learning and just honestly the marketing and Instagram so as I go I'm learning that the more energy I put in the more that I'll be rewarded inshallah inshallah. (laughs) Um, and now we have come unfortunately near the end of our show so can you tell us about your final piece of advice for our listeners Yes, um, just because I know this question, um, <laughs> I do want to finish on a really healthy note. Um, I want to finish off with a piece of advice, m- kind of more of a phrase for uh, people to just take and think about however they want to take it. Um, it's just this little quote that I think about every day, um, grow through what you go through. And I kind of explained that in the last question is honestly, every day is a new day. Every day is a chance for you to be better, for you to grow, for you to learn. And, and you need to take that opportunity. So um, today I'm learning how to put a tarp up, for example. It has nothing to do. It, has, it doesn't need to be related to your career or to your you know, day-to-day life. But as long as you're doing something every day that teaches you how to do something new teaches you how to push yourself or um, gets you out of your comfort zone I say do it I say take the opportunity instead of saying no I don't know how to do it do it and learn and see the benefits of doing something new every day and growing through what you go through that's absolutely beautiful (laughs) and we're gonna end with one comment from I think it's your brother (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love seeing family so proud of uh, their family members' accomplishments. And I think that's a big drive and push, right? So mm-hmm. thank you, Sajjad, for your, your comment. <laughs> um, and thank you so much, Saida, for your insight and for giving us all that you have to offer at such a young age um, for inspiring many Muslim women to go out and actually you know, work out and break that stereotype and um, really pursue that healthy lifestyle that we should all be pursuing, right? Thank inshallah. you. Thank you so much. I loved being on the show. And then inshallah, we'll get to see each other when Umoja's back in live in action soon. Inshallah. <laughs> um, and that comes to the end of our show. Um, if you miss this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the Umentor website under prior talk shows, or you can listen to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Make sure to tune in next week at 3 p.m. for another show. Emoji Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.